Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on the prayer experience. We're so blessed that you could be a part of a time of intercession today. Please share this video. Let's get friends and family praying alongside and loved ones and let them know that it is time to pray. Also, please, we'd like you to, you know, subscribe to the Dilly Talks Media channel on YouTube. Get friends to subscribe as well. Let's ramp up that number. It's always good to pray. And we've got a prayer experience hotline number. But if you're live with us, please leave a comment, leave a testimony, leave a prayer request. We've got prayer intercessors on the line who will stand in faith with you. And there's nothing much better than knowing that people are standing with you in prayer. That hotline number is available for you. Give the number to a friend, to a loved one, um, kind of like a, a rapid response number for someone to pray with you if you need to. Okay, I'm going to use this verse of scripture for our thanksgiving, actually a, a, a verse of praise unto God. Psalm 145 verse 3, and it says, the Lord is great and is to be highly praised. His greatness is beyond understanding. The, the Lord is great. I want us to just take a moment to just reflect on the greatness of God. I know we always give him thanks for what he has done for us. But let's take a moment and just recognize that he is great, that he is awesome, he is God. I say his greatness is unsearchable, his greatness beyond understanding, meaning that we cannot necessarily comprehend it with our minds. We cannot say, um, God is great, you look at it and you try to put words to his greatness using our own limited human vocabulary. But God is beyond that. Look around us, look around, even look at yourself. Look at us, look at me. He rescued me. Who would have thought? that you will be here today. You are called by his name. Look at look around us. Look at the natural things of life. Look at even the wisdom of men. Who gave them the wisdom? Who gives us the wisdom to build things and create things? God alone. <laughs> because in him is all wisdom. Can we take a moment and just reflect on the greatness of our God? He's your God. He's my God. He's your father and he's my father. Lord, we just want to recognize your greatness in all the earth, even in the heavens. We see the vast greatness, Lord, of all that you are. We want to worship you. We cannot comprehend everything in our unlimited human understanding. But in our spirits, we can begin to sense your greatness. And with our mouth, with our hearts, we want to reverence you. We want to worship you. We want to thank you and want to recognize you for who you are and bring you praise. You are awesome. You are greatly to be praised. When we think of all that you have done, when we think, when we think of your plans for our lives, your plans for the earth, your plans, Lord, through all eternity, when we think of how you work through generations to bring about your plans, 
we want to thank you. We want to exalt you. When we think of the wisdom that you continually put out in display, Lord, we want to thank you. When we think of our lives, and see how you have rescued us, Lord, from the dominion of darkness. So many of us will say, well, what I was living, the way I was living, my life was going nowhere. Or it was going somewhere other than where you are. But we want to just recognize and just reference you. And we say, thank you for all your many blessings. We are awed by your greatness. We are awed by your love towards us. We are awed God, by your kindness. Thank you, Abba Father. We praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm going to use this verse of scripture in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. And I'm not going to recount the whole context of this verse and the story. But this is what, you know, the, the word of the Lord that came to Nehemiah and to the people, you know, as they went about building the temple, rebuilding the walls of, of around the temple. Then he said unto them, go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweet and send portions unto him for whom nothing is prepared. So for this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither ye be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength and just stay with me on that verse i know we always quote this verse of scripture that says the joy of the lord is your strength you know uh, it must have been a couple of days ago and i just ref i was just reflecting on this verse of scripture and you know one thing that came to me if we stay on that other verse one thing that came to me that the joy of the lord what is the joy of the lord what brings great pleasure and great joy to God. What were they doing at that time? They were rebuilding the walls because that was God's desire. That was God's heart. That was his plan. He just needed, he needed the children. He needed someone to take up the task. That was God's utmost desire for the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. As if where you and I are today has got to be what brings God joy. Because in that joy is your strength. In that joy is whatever you need to fulfill the plan of God for your life. In that joy, doing the will of God is the greatest thing any of us can never embark on. Being right in the center of God's plan for our lives is greater than any career, is greater than any ambition, is greater than any five, 10 years plan we give ourselves, 30 years plan we give ourselves, the dreams in our hearts. Being right in the center of God's plan is what brings God's, what brings him joy. And right in the plan of God, when we step into it, when we take it up, Nehemiah took it up upon himself. He had a job. He had a career. He had responsibilities. But his heart was stirred towards 
rebuke in the walls because it had been spoken of. There are things in your life that have been spoken into existence. The, the words of God, the plan of God for your life that have been spoken over you. And you know it yourself. You know this is what I should be doing. You know that is what I should be doing. Not because you desire, but because God put it in your heart. Those divine desires, sometimes we are afraid to embark on them because they seem so overwhelming. But if we step right back, take a moment and just step right back into what God wants you to be doing. You may not have all the pieces to the puzzle, but if you know with every assurance, with all certainty, that is what you should be doing. Don't waste a day. Get on it. Take the time, pray about it, and get on it. Because that lies, that is where your joy lies. That is where your strength lies. Because if he is pleased that you surrendered to his will, that we surrendered to his will, to his desire, to his plan, then heaven is pleased to back us up. Heaven is pleased to release the resources that you need, to release every help that you need to bring into your way, into your path, the, the, the relationships, the, the, the wisdom that is needed, the protection you need, the direction you need. Those can only be released when we align with what God has in mind. Can we pray about this? Father, we just come before you as your children, like a good father, you have prepared for us the plans, the places, the things, what we ought to be expending our lives on today. Not the job, not the career we have carved out for ourselves, not the things we have gone after, for ourselves, by ourselves, but your divine plan, your will, all that is wrapped up in it, it could include the job, it could include the career, it could include every other thing, the businesses, it could include all of that, but we want to make sure that we're bringing joy to you. Our lives bring great joy to you. The things that you so desire, the plan. Father, Lord, we want to recognize your plan, your heart concerning our lives. That we're not living for ourselves, but we're living for you. And so we want to dedicate ourselves again to live for you. We want to dedicate or rededicate our lives again to do only those things that bring you great joy. And where we find ourselves struggling, where we find ourselves grieving, where we find ourselves out of resources, when we find ourselves in the place of loneliness, help us to step right back into your plan. 
and with all, all our heart, we will serve you, serve your plan, serve your purpose, with all our might, with all our strength, with everything that we have, we'll serve you. We'll not, we'll not serve our own will, we'll not serve our own ambition, we'll serve your will. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. I want us to pray for the church. And we're going to pray the protection for the church, protection for God's people. In Psalm 91, verse 11 and 12, it says, For he, God, will command his angels in regard to you to protect and defend and guard you in all your ways of obedience and service. And it says they will, the angels will lift you up in their hands so that you do not even strike your foot against a stone. Praying for the church, I want us to pray that the church will come. When I mean a church, I mean you and I will come to this place. That last phrase of that verse is of obedience and service. We want to pray the church, we want to pray us, pray the church, pray our brothers and our sisters into a place of obedience and service. That's when, you know, the, the help and the protection that we need come to us. We need defense against the onslaughts of the enemy. We need protection. We need guard, guardians of the angels, those mighty angels, they said they will keep you, they will lift you, they will bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. I want us to pray for the church. The church is in a very precarious um, season where the enemy, the plan of the enemy is to, is to snuff out the life from the church. It can never happen. Because whatever Jesus is building, <laughs> the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. So can we lift up the church and say, Lord, we we'll stand against every onslaught of the enemy from every direction, coming through policies, government policies, coming through devious individuals, coming from the pits of hell. Jesus, with Jesus, we recognize when he said, all power and authority has been given unto me. It said, you will trample on snakes and scorpions and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Lord, we recognize the onslaught of the evil one, but we are not ignorant of them. And we are fully aware of our authority as your church, as your body, as your representation here on earth. <laughs> and we have the backing of heaven. We have angels who keep God over us. So in the name of Jesus, we come against every onslaught of the enemy coming from every direction, from the political scene, from the entertainment scene, from the economy, from every aspect of 
of, of a general human life, trying to frustrate the plan of God, trying to, to harass God's people, trying to discourage, trying to kill, because that is his agenda. But because we are seated in heavenly places, we take our stand against the evil one. And we say, Lord, let, let the blood that speaks for us speak against the enemy. We release the angels over God's people to keep, to guard, to defend God's people. There are places we cannot go to represent ourselves, but we don't need to. The Lord will represent for us in the mighty name of Jesus. And can we pray specifically for God's servants? They are at the battlefront. They are at the forefront, and the enemy will always try to come against them. But we release the host of angel armies over them. That as they go, as they proceed, as they advance with the gospel, there is a mighty army that backs them up to keep them in all their ways. That they will not fear the evil one, but with boldness they will continue to declare the word of God. The word that sets free, the word that delivers, the word that lifts up, the, the word that breaks the chains over the people. As they declare these words, Lord will place a guard over them that in all their ways they will be preserved. You will defend them in the courts. And Lord, they will prevail in that which you have sent them on. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to pray for the nations. This verse of scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, talks about a veil that sits over the eyes of the people. But it says, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, that veil is taken away. So the God of this world is blinding their eyes. But when the unbelievers, or even when believers who may have opened the door to the enemy, and they cannot discern correctly. You see, so, but when that veil is taken away, they said the Spirit of the Lord is given free flow, an open door to come in and set free. We're going to pray for those who are unsaved. I know Paul was using this verse of scripture, he wrote it to the Christians, but we're going to use it and pray for the unsaved and also pray for those who may have opened the door or wandered away from the faith and yet they have been plagued and they have been bound, harassed, oppressed by the enemy. That God, every veil will be taken off. Every influence of the enemy will be removed as we pray in the mighty name of Jesus, that they will turn to the Lord and that deliverance will come to them in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we speak healing of the minds over these ones, those who are harassed 
in their minds will say that in flames, that oppression will be broken. The hold of the enemy will be loosed from their lives and they will turn to the Lord and receive freedom and receive deliverance and receive salvation and receive peace and receive health of mind in the name of Jesus we recognize that there are Christians who may be oppressed by the enemy because Lord for some reason the enemy has taken away their discernment the enemy has taken away their peace and they are tormented in their minds but we're standing the gap for them and we say let such veil be removed let such strongholds in their minds be broken down in the mighty name of Jesus as we're standing the place make an intercession for them we say Lord they will arise with victory the Bible said that sin sin shall have no dominion over God's people so in the name of Jesus everything that is a stronghold the stronghold of sin we command your hold to be broken over God's people in the mighty name of Jesus Lord where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom there is liberty there is deliverance so we speak forth that deliverance that freedom in the mind, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And we extend the prayer, praying for healing. And in Mark chapter 8, verse 25, then again, Jesus laid his hands on this man's eyes. This, this blind man, in, in, is, Jesus encountered the blind man in Bethsaida, you know, prayed for him the first time and jesus said what can you see and the man said i see men walking like trees so healing began healing began but then jesus laid his hands on his eyes stirred and the man stirred intently and his sight was completely restored and began to see everything clearly father we just release our faith for complete and perfect healing over your people. For those who stand in, who believe in you, for healing in their bodies. Believing for healing for someone else. Lord, like this man who took a step of faith, he began to see, he began to look, even when he couldn't see clearly. But he began to do something for that healing to be perfected. Jesus laid his hands on him again. Father, we just release our faith. We're not relenting. We're praying for complete health and well-being of God's people. Want to pray over your? I want to pray over your daughter, one of your daughters, Lord. The strength be restored to her, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Whatever has been has been expended, whatever body weaknesses she may encounter, Lord will stand in faith. I pray, O oh God, like this man, as he stirred intently, 
The Bible says his sight was restored completely to him. As we stand in faith, faith persists, faith receive. Lord, we receive that which belongs to us in our bodies, in our health, in the mighty name of Jesus. The strength will be perfected. That healing will be perfected. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, can we thank God together? Can we thank God and just give him praise for who he is? He says, I am your great physician. I am your healer. Can we recognize him as our healer, as our great physician? We thank you, Father. We give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to say thank you for praying with us today. It's been wonderful this week. God has really blessed us with his word, blessed us with his presence, with answered prayers. Don't relent in your faith. Keep doing what you need to do. Like this man, he just stirred. And as he stirred, as he walked around, as he began to do those things he couldn't do, his healing was perfected. We're going to be back again tomorrow. It's 6 p.m. is the the, uh, the second day of the weekend and the being almost the beginning of the beginning of another another week again we want to see you online tomorrow at, at 6 p.m god bless you and stay blessed amen
and just cry home.